0: Hey, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Uh, shout-out to my friend Johnny Deshay for providing the music for the podcast. I said, write something that sounds kind of like Seinfeld, but not exactly. So this is what he came up with. Um, the Ironing Board Studios are... No more. The ironing board studios are where I've done my podcast for the last couple of years. And uh, I came in the guest room where I keep my ironing board. That is my table where I do the podcast from and keep my notes and all that stuff. And uh, my wife says, Look, I changed it. And she put the ironing board away and she put a TV tray here as my studio table. Well, number one, a TV tray is not the right height. I have to hold the microphone in my hand, which makes it hard for me to fumble with all the crap that I've got in my hands while I'm doing the podcast, Um, and I have notes everywhere and they don't fit, and the ironing board is in the closet, and it's just not the same. I can't call it the TV tray Studios, so I don't know. It's just changed my life forever. I'm looking at last week's notes here and uh, talking about some of the, or looking at some of the things we're going to talk about. We had a lot of things to talk about this week, but I'm going to start off with um, something that just kind of popped into my mind that maybe you have the same kind of thing. You know, I think it kind of depends on a lot of different things in our life. But one thing we all have a shortage of is time. There's never enough time. That's even like a famous phrase from somebody. There's never, ever enough time. Um, And it's so true. You know, I took a nap this afternoon. I woke up around 4.30 and I thought, oh my God, I don't have to go to bed till 10. I've got time to do so much. I can do my podcast. I'm going to go for a run and I'm going to update my blog and all of these things. And I'm going to spend some time with Carson and and learn this magic trick that I've been working on, which I know sounds really dorky, but I love that stuff. And and then now all of a sudden, here it is. It's almost eight o'clock, two hours away from bedtime, and I didn't waste any time I just spend a lot of time doing things that are mundane, and and it gets frustrating. Let me talk to you about that for a little bit and see if I can get across what I'm saying here. So, I spend a lot of time updating my blog, and we're supposed to update our blog at least once a day, maybe twice a day on DaveRyanShow.com. And I try to find something that's interesting and relevant and something that maybe you can't find anywhere else very easily. So I'm like, all right, I'll put up pictures of Roger's Rescue Ride, which we did over the weekend. And it was so cool. And I know a couple of people that listened to the podcast that participated. Uh, Nate and Alyssa, I'm talking to you. And uh, I appreciate it. And Julie, I'm talking to you. And it's, it means so much to me that you guys were there. Ben, probably his listening to, um, And I really love that you were there. So I put up pictures of the podcast of the uh, Rogers Rescue ride. Well, that meant kind of sorting and as we like to say, curating, <laughs> which uh, is a big buzzword now. Uh, the pictures that I wanted, but it doesn't take any special skill. Um, and and then I had to do some other things that didn't take any special skill. but the but they needed to be done. It doesn't take any skill to put up a um, a blog of photos. But I had to do that. It didn't take any special skill to answer emails, but I got to answer emails because you know we all got to do that. But but I didn't get to use the skills that I really value and I'm proud of, like coming up with a funny idea and coming up with a parody song or or a funny bit. Um, and I'll give you a little example. I wanted to write a bit tonight that did require kind of a, require kind of a special skill. You know how we're getting email notices all the time that says Apple wants to update you on your privacy policy or everybody from GoPro wants to send you an update on their privacy policy and it's because of Facebook and how they got in trouble in the last month or so because they didn't update or disclose their privacy policy, and their privacy policy was unreadable. And so every company now is covering their ass and updating their, their privacy policy. Well, I thought it would be fun to write a bit that says KDWB is – is would be an audio bit on the show. KWB is now updating our privacy policy and then write some kind of stupid thing about how we have the right to come into your house whenever we want to and take shit out of your refrigerator and make a sandwich. We also have the right to borrow your car when our car is in the shop. You know, stupid stuff like that. And, and I'm good at writing things like that and I like to write things like that, but I didn't have time tonight because I had to do mundane things like answer emails and load a blog, which do you get into that too? Sometimes, I mean, I love doing the podcast. And I can always skip the podcast, but I feel like a consistent podcast is kind of important to keep people coming back. If it's not there when they come back, they're going to stop coming back. So do you ever get like that, where there's so many mundane things to do, like run down to cub or get your hair cut or go to the dentist, that you don't have time to do the things that you really, that really are unique to you, and sometimes I look at my friends that have so much free time because they, they don't either have as many mundane things to do, or they don't do them, or what. When this podcast is over, I want to go for a three-mile run, and I still have time to do it, I hope. But anyway, just a little frustrating tonight uh, because there's so many things, and I'll go back to there's never enough time, is there? Yeah. Um, That should be a chapter in my book, Take a Shower, Show Up on Time and Don't Steal Anything. There's never enough time. And maybe there is a chapter that's something like that. I do have a chapter in there that's called, While There Is Time, Go Out and uh, feel everything based on that that old, old Steve Winwood song um, called The Finer Things, which I really got a powerful message of back when I was about 22 years old and that song was new. While there is time, while you're young enough and healthy enough and have the energy and the resources and while you can walk before you have a stroke and cannot walk or before you break your leg in a snowmobile accident, go do the things that you want to do. Hey, let's pick a chapter in the book. Then we're going to get into something we've uh, had a request for. Top 10 celebrity encounters of the Dave Ryan in the morning show. 25 years, we've met a lot of people. And I'll go through the top 10 most memorable celebrity encounters uh, that we have done during the Dave Ryan show. And some of them are pretty big. And some of them are just weird. But let's do a chapter really quick from the book, which, by the way is a great graduation present. It's available on Amazon and you can do a download too on Kindle and it's available at most bookstores. I think Barnes & Noble still stocks copies of it but if they don't they'll always order it for you but you can get it on Amazon and they'll ship it out to you really quickly. It's like 15 bucks um, on Amazon. Let's do this one because it's a mini chapter and it's just kind of one of those that Uh, Let's read it. It's chapter number seven. If you can't afford to eat out, then don't. Don't bring packets of crystal light to the restaurant and then order just a glass of water. If you can't afford a Diet Pepsi, then you can't afford to eat out. It's the same thing with tipping. No one is working as a server because that's their dream career. They nope, they nope, they do it so they can afford groceries and the latest cellular technology. Help them out with a generous tip. If you can't afford to buy a drink or tip your server, then stay at home and make yourself some microwave popcorn instead. You know, I'll be honest with you. I sound kind of like a dick when I wrote that chapter because... You know, not everybody can afford to eat out. And I look back on some of the chapters that I wrote and I say, God, I don't know that I would include that one in there. There's another one in there we've talked about in the past about don't dye your hair blue uh, because it looks stupid and don't dye your hair red because that looks stupid too. But you know what? Looking back at it, it's kind of like, no, do you do whatever you want to. And I think that's one of the things that maybe I still am continuing to learn is that, hey, you can change your way of thinking, but I will give you... Um, another chapter here. Let me find another one since that one is, uh, this is a really good one. Number 37, learn to type. You probably already do. They call it keyboarding now. As far as, right, don't they call it keyboarding? As far as practical skills go, typing is right up there with bathing, lying, and talking your way out of a speeding ticket. Typing or keyboarding, as they call it in schools now, will serve you well. If you don't know how, Don't avoid it. Just learn. There are some great free websites that offer games for practicing your typing skills. And if you don't have a computer with a real keyboard attached, visit your local library and use a computer there. Okay, everybody has a computer now. Um, So, But it it really is such a great skill that makes life so much easier because we do so much on a keyboard. All right, let's move on to a couple of emails that I got here. Uh, First of all, one from Sarah. And Sarah says, Dave, I've been listening to your podcast. I love it, by the way. On your episode when you talked about past producers and co-hosts, I noticed Chris wasn't mentioned, and I was wondering why. I swear he used to be on the show, unless I'm remembering wrong and he had a different name. I'm just wondering what happened there. I know there are some things work related you can't talk about or just don't want to, so feel free to tell me to mind my own business. I just figured it doesn't hurt to ask. Either way, love your podcast and show. You are truly one of the best interviewers I have ever heard. Thank you, Sarah. That's very kind. Uh, thanks for taking the time to read this and for making my mornings more tolerable, Sarah. You know what's funny is when I did that podcast either last week or the week before, I didn't mean to leave Chris go out. I just tried to do them off the top of my head, and I thought I named everybody, but absolutely. Um, He deserves credit for somebody who was on our show for a very long time. And I don't know how I forgot him, but I also realized that I never explained where Lena was. I talked about how we met Lena and how we changed her name from Bethany to Lena, but I never talked about where she went to. She went from here to... To Texas, I think, to live with her boyfriend for a while and was out of radio for about a year. Then she got a job on a big syndicated show out of New York, and she was on there for about six or seven years, and then she just resigned. She said she's done with radio, and she wanted to be in the theater, and she maybe made some connections and wanted to start a theater career because that's what she went to school for. But, um, you know, hey, we're proud of the fact that we were the ones who plucked Lena out of working at a bank and... And totally changed her life. And I told her, I said, if you take this job, it will completely change your life. And it did. I mean, she went from a banker to being on a big, huge syndicated show in the biggest city in the country. And I mean, it did. It changed her life. And I'm proud to say that I had something to do with that. She might still be a banker if she'd never worked on KDWB. All right, Celebrity Encounters. Uh, wait, I might have one more email. Let me see here. Um, before I move on to Celebrity Encounters, I'm not sure. Let me scroll through here a little bit. And uh, somebody had talked about photos and how to save photos. And um, no, I don't. I don't see it right now. So I'm going to skip that. We're going to get right to Celebrity Encounters. People ask me all the time. They say, well, what are some, who are some celebrities that you've met? And we've met, I mean, so many people. Um, some uh, big ones are everybody in Sync and New Kids and uh, Backstreet Boys. And this is just while I was at KDWB. Um, I mean, my God, name somebody. Ma- Mariah Carey, uh, J-Lo, Diddy, um, Will Smith, um, Patrick Swayze, Neo. I mean, you name it. Charlie Puth um simple plan big little lady gaga you name it we've met a couple of glaring examples i've never met britney and i've never met taylor swift um which is kind of weird because you would think that at some point in their career they would have come by kwb but no they never did britney once played at the rotunda at mall of america when she was very new and she um i remember that that somebody that worked on our show Angie Taylor said yeah I met her and she was wearing like the little Catholic schoolgirl suit or dress or whatever skirt and um, uh, it was kind of cool because she was just starting out so next time you walk through Mall of America Rotunda just look around and realize oh my god Britney played here NSYNC played here before too so Um, so let's talk about the top 10 celebrity encounters now I'll do the first nine in no particular order and then i'll do number one because i think number one was so cool okay mariah carey at number 10 mariah carey came by the radio station about 15 or so maybe 20 years ago probably around 99 or so and she had a little green room we had one of the offices cleaned out and we put like champagne and candles and fruit and grapes and things like that in there for her and she was very nice and surprisingly nice because she was at her peak then and she was pushing some sort of new album and she was showing us the cover and it had a butterfly on it I think she might have had an album called Butterfly so it strikes me not because there was really anything unusual but because she was one of the biggest stars in music at the time and she was so cool. And she was so nice and normal and just a little bit of that beginning when a star starts to go crazy and get so full of themselves. She hadn't gotten to that point yet. She was still a little bit down to earth before she just completely became a total diva. So Mariah Carey's at number 10. Number 9, Will Smith. Uh, Will Smith came by the radio station when he was promoting his movie Seven pounds or seven years or seven or something that was totally forgettable and (laughs) just a little side note whenever a celebrity calls our show to promote their movie or when they come by to promote their movie you know it's a suck bomb because they look at the research and they look at the test audiences and they say oh my god people are going to hate this movie I got to go promote this movie. So whenever we get an artist or an, not an artist, but an actor who wants to promote their movie and wants to come by or be on the show, we know it's a suck bomb. And it almost always is. So that movie that he promoted was a suck bomb here, though, is what I remember. Will Smith was so kind. You wonder why this guy. I mean, there is no wonder why this guy has been in showbiz for 20, 30 years because he's so fun. He's so kind and he's warm, and he's funny, and he makes you feel like you're talking to somebody who really likes you. And don't we all love talking to somebody who seems like they really like us? That's a universal that will never go away. We all love to feel like we are liked and appreciated. And Will Smith had such a manner to him, and he called me Dave. And instead of forgetting my name or getting it wrong or not calling me anything he called me dave like we were buddies and i learned something from will smith that you and i could learn too: learn people's names don't forget them when you enter when you are introduced to martha remember her name and if you miss it then ask and then use that name because our own name is one of our favorite sounds so will smith number nine number eight janet jackson Janet Jackson was not even somebody that we met. She was a phone interview, and this is around 96 or 98. And Janet Jackson was supposed to call the radio station sometime around 1 o'clock. Okay, well, she didn't call at 1 o'clock. Our show ends at 10, and usually we're gone by about noon. But it's Janet Jackson, so I'm going to wait around until 1 o'clock for her to call. 1 o'clock comes and goes, and finally around 1.30 or so, her manager calls and says she's running late. She'll call you at 2. Now, at that point, you've got a decision to make. Wait until 2 o'clock and score one of the biggest interviews that you've ever done. Or go home and miss it. But if you stay and wait, you're going to take a chance that she might not call. Well, 2 o'clock comes and goes. She doesn't call. Her manager says, I'm sorry, she's running late, or whatever the excuse was. She'll call at 2.45. Well, again, now you have another decision to make. Do I stand here and wait like an idiot? that she might call, or she might not, or do I just blow off one of the best interview opportunities? Anyway, she finally called around 4.30, and she did nothing but giggle. She had on the entire total Janet Jackson act, which was, (laughs) (laughs) well, I don't really know. (laughs) And it was like, are you fucking kidding me? I waited for this? It was awful, and uh, I didn't find it charming. I didn't find it cute, but what I learned was celebrities, when they're at the top of their game, they can get away with that stuff. Janet Jackson could be three and a half hours late and still get away with it. Number six, Diddy. Diddy came by the radio station to promote something um, about 10 or 12 years ago. And a friend of mine who's on radio said, "Oh, if Diddy comes by, get him some Patron. He loves Patron Silver, which I think is what it's called, uh, tequila. So have a bottle of Patron Silver, man. He will love you for it." And I wish I thought it was odd. It's like Diddy can have his, he can get his own Patron Silver. He can buy his own Patron company if he wants to. So uh, we had it ready, and Diddy walks in. Never took his sunglasses off, and he's like, "Oh man." how'd you know I love Patron? I'm like, well, we just heard. So we each did a shot of Patron with Diddy, which was really cool. And I was about to run my first marathon and he had just run his first marathon. I think he did it in four hours or something like that. And I said, can I call you after the marathon to tell you how I did? He says, I'm going to give you my phone number. He goes, you finish that marathon in under four hours and 30 minutes. You call me. If you don't beat four hours and 30 minutes, then don't call me. And I respected that. I did it in 452, and I did not call Diddy, but I thought it was really cool. And I guess if there's a common thread about among these celebrities that have been around for a long time, it's that they're kind and they're warm and there's something fun about them. And celebrities that are not fun and not warm, they're not always around for a long time. Well, let's bring in the next celebrity, At number, let's see, we're up to number five. Wait a second. I'm losing my count a little bit. Okay, here we go. Number five, uh, and that's New Kids on the Block. New Kids on the Block have been around for a long time, but they broke up in the early 90s, mid-90s, and then they kind of reunited about 10 years ago. One of my worst celebrity encounters of all time. Number 1, I'm going to tell you what, I had no bias against new kids on the block at all. But they were doing an appearance at Mall of America and they were doing their big comeback tour kickoff and they wanted to play a show at Rotunda at Mall of America and they asked Katie to promote it. So, I came down and was going to interview Joey McIntyre and Donnie Wahlberg. Now, at the time, a state of the art recording device, it was I had it was a microphone And recorder in one so it was a little thing that honestly looked like your husband's electric shaver the microphone was on one end and it had some buttons and knobs on it and it really looked like an electric shaver it truly did but you didn't use it you used it like a regular microphone so i've got donnie Wahlberg and joey mcintyre in some like locker room area at mall of america And they're being kind of distracted and they didn't really care to do the interview and they're joking around and being silly and they were excited to do their show. And so I pick up this microphone. Remember, it looks like a shaver. And I put it in Donnie Wahlberg's face just like an interviewer would do, just like somebody on ESPN would do if they're going to interview the coach of the Vikings. They put a microphone up by his mouth. I put it up by Donnie Wahlberg's mouth and he's like, whoa, 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 back off. What are you trying to do, shave me? And I'm like, are you kidding me? You, you should know what this is. I didn't say it. Of course, I had to be polite. But he was a total dick. So he's like, put it on the table. So I put the microphone on the table, and it sounded like this. Now, you hear when I back the microphone way away from my mouth, you can't hear it as well. Now, he knew that, and I knew that, and I knew it would sound like shit. But to be respectful, I left it way over here. So, Donnie Wahlberg, that little bitch, and he is a little bitch. I'm sorry if you're a big fan. As you should know that in person he is a little bitch. Maybe around fans he's different. But when it came down to the real kind of person that he was, I didn't like him. I thought he was rude. I thought he was disrespectful. I thought he was, I was there to help him with his shit. And he treated me like I didn't matter. That's the polar opposite of a Will Smith who treated people and treated me like I mattered. So... Important lesson to learn. In that same encounter, Jordan Knight, who I didn't really have an encounter with, but he was there that night too, uh, tons of fans in the rotunda, probably thousands of fans packed into all levels of the rotunda at Mall of America. Jordan Knight would not go on stage because he couldn't find cufflinks. He would not. Go on stage without cufflinks. Hey, I got an idea. Bring your own fucking cufflinks, Jordan Knight. There's an idea. Maybe if you knew you are going to do this, bring some fucking cufflinks. And if you don't have them, guess what? You can roll your sleeves up. Fold them back. You don't have to have cufflinks. So they finally searched the entire mall, and I think in a tuxedo rental store, they found cufflinks for Jordan Knight. But he kept everyone waiting about 45 minutes because he wouldn't go on without cufflinks. And that might have something to do... With the fact that New Kids, they're kind of like the the laughable stepbrother of the boy bands, I think, and maybe that's where I do come in with a little bias. But you look at Backstreet Boys, and they're still in Vegas, and you look at In Sync, and they haven't reunited, but people would love to see that. They were on Ellen a couple of weeks ago, um, but in but um, New Kids, I don't know, they just never t- had that level at least to me. But again, maybe I'm just biased. Okay, moving on to our next celebrity encounter. I lost track a little bit here. Uh, I'm going to go back old school a little bit and I'm going to go do Duran Duran. Duran Duran was so big in the 80s, around 83, 84. All their hit songs and all their amazing videos back on MTV, there's nothing that compares with them right now. They were a boy band, but their music was played and written by them and they were exotic because they were so cool and hip and they were British and they played and so they came to the radio station about 10 or 12 years ago and they were all drunk except John Taylor the bass player and it was uncomfortable and it was awkward and it was odd and I was disappointed that the the biggest band in the world in the early 80s was here at the KDWB studio and they were so bad. And I remember looking over at the bass player, John Taylor, and he kind of gave me a knowing look like, yeah, I'm sorry about this. He kind of just gave me that look that signaled to me, I'm sorry about this. This is a disaster. But you know what? It was Duran Duran. So I was like, okay, I can forgive them. Uh, J-Lo, we'll move it along here a little bit. J-Lo was uh, one of the more memorable celebrity encounters at the height of her fame, right around 2003, 2005. She came by to promote that movie that she did. Was it Made in Manhattan, where she played a maid? And again, when they come by the radio station to promote a movie, you know it's going to be a dog. And it wasn't that big of a dog, but she was so sweet and kind and funny. And this was around the time when people said, yeah, whenever she walks, she makes somebody walk in front of her and sprinkle rose petals on the floor. Uh, if that was ever the case she was not that way she was so sweet and uh, I'm and and you know what that's maybe one of the reasons why she's 45 years old and still moderately relevant even though let's face it she's not that good of a singer the first time I ever heard that song I'm real I thought oh this is not going well she sang it live on the Letterman show and I thought "No god not good okay Number two, almost to the number one celebrity encounter of all time, at least with my show and KDWB. Number two, Justin Bieber. It was not that memorable, except that he was so young and new then. He was a kid. His voice hadn't even changed yet. He was 14 or so, maybe younger. And he came by the radio station. He had a little bowl haircut. Remember his early days bowl haircut. And he was sweet, and he talked so well with adults. You know, I look at my kid Carson. And I'm like, good God, he can't talk to adults for shit. And I'm I'm trying. I'm trying to teach him to talk to adults. And he's getting better and he's seventeen years old. But Justin Bieber was so polite and well spoken. And just he was great. And he walked out of the studio. And I remember thinking, Wow, that kid really talks well to adults. Way better than I ever did when I was a kid. So Justin Bieber, early Justin Bieber, that was cool. Uh number one celebrity encounter. You would never in a million years guess who it is uh, because it's not somebody who you would think of when you think of celebrities. You know, you're like, oh my God, is it Jerry Seinfeld? Although I did meet him, and he was very nice. He signed a shirt and um it, it, and it was no big deal. It was just a, a meeting, and that's it. Nothing else to say about that one. Um uh, other celebrities that I've met. Um, uh, Elvira, remember Elvira met her to, and, and I'm throwing these out, not because they're standouts, just because there's so many randoms, Janet Lee from psycho. We got to meet her, Tony Randall from the odd couple, um, all these, I mean, all the artists that come to star party, everybody from, you know, Tone Loke to Coolio to, uh, Adam Levine. A, and, and there's so many more. And I'm not bragging. It's just a cool part of our job. And some people really get turned on by celebrity encounters. I don't. A lot of the time, it's like, I just want to get the best interview for the radio station. I want to do get the best product, the best content out of this person to deliver to people who listen to the show and who watch this on online. So the number one celebrity encounter happened about 10 years ago. And there's still a picture of it hanging in Carson's room of Carson and his brother Chase with this celebrity and me too. Because it was an unforgettable time when we got to meet the second man on the moon, Buzz Aldrin. Now, Buzz is a cranky old guy now and probably deservedly so he's had it really rough. He was the second man on the moon, not the first. He wanted to be the first. Everybody wanted to be the first. But he was a professional enough that he knew, hey, you know what? If they told me I'm going to be second, I'll be second. But it always bothered him. When he got home, he's 38 years old, and he has achieved something that he will never out-accomplish in his entire life, no matter what. And it bothered him. And his story is fascinating. And I can't remember the name of his bio, but hey, if you're prone to something like that, it's a great bio. And he talks about how he was depressed and was on antidepressants and none of them seemed to work. And his wife told him, you know what, you're taking all these antidepressants and you're not getting any better and you try another one that makes you no know better. Just stop. And he said he did. And it, and it and it was better after stopping the antidepressants, which is an interesting thing to hear somebody say. But it was just cool to stand there in a room, um, like a back room somewhere at Mall of America, before he did a book signing and talked to somebody who had actually walked on the moon, somebody who all the attention of the world was focused on during that week in July in 1969, all the eyes in the world that could get near a television were hearing about this guy's story. And of all the billions of people who have been alive and will be alive, there's only one first mission to the moon and only one second man on the moon. Hey, it would have been cool to meet Neil Armstrong, the very first man on the moon, but I'll settle for Buzz. Buzz was cool, and you know what you realize? He's just a regular guy. He's no more godlike or closer to God than the rest of us are, even though he's a big celebrity. And a lot of people think that celebrities are somehow more godlike or closer to God, if you will, than we are. Trust me when I tell you, they're not. They're famous people who, they're regular people who, somehow won that lottery and got famous two people that i'd love to meet that i have not met number one is neil armstrong he's gone paul mccartney would be my my number one you talk about somebody who changed the face of music and still has changed it with what we even hear today um and how all those songs came out of one person i would throw in prince too i would have loved to have met prince And I never did. Hey, we're running long. we got to wrap up the podcast. I appreciate you listening to the uh, the podcast. Uh, Tell a friend about it. I've noticed a spike in the number of listens and the number of plays on my podcast in the last couple of months. And I really appreciate that, whether you're listening more regularly or whether you're telling friends about it or maybe we're just doing a better job promoting it or maybe I've made it better. I don't know. But thank you for listening to the podcast. And remember, the book is called Take a Shower. Show up on time and don't steal anything. We have a Facebook page, too, if you want to check on that. We try to update it occasionally, not as often as I should. Uh, Tell a friend about the podcast. Buy the book for graduation. And we'll see you next time here on Take a Shower. Show up on time and don't steal anything. Have a good week. Take care.